First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. And welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the pod of the everyman, the Two Beers Podcast. Man, I am hyped this week. We got Big Fight Feels up in the room. Bazanga. Bazanga. We got Bazangas all over the place. Jordan here with Drew. Drew, how you doing? Oh, man. Feel it in my plums. Feel it in my, my plums. plums. Oh. Six, six, six watches of Seven Kings Must Die hasn't tired me out. I'm ready to roll. Have you actually watched it six times? I No, I... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna not say I've watched it three times, but well, three is acceptable. It's like one a day. Yeah, Ish. but we got our we got our own our own uh, our own uh, battle coming up here on Saturday. So pumped! I'm pumped. Um, let's let's rock and roll, baby. All right, if you're new here, we do this thing: grab your beers and get ready. Ready? Assume positions for the world famous two brew salute. And a three, and a two, and a... Pachow. Kachow. No, it's kachow. Kachug. Kachow. Uh, no, well, Lightning McQueen style. Yeah, isn't it kachuga? No, it's kachow. Yeah, kachow. Right, it's kachow. Uh, the, the mountains are blue. You're so, invo- you're so involved in your children's lives and you don't know the, the sound that Lightning McQueen makes? What the fuck are you doing? God, they're not, go on. They're not... They're not huge into into cars. They just never were. Um, I'm keeping it light on beer one. Coors Light. The mountains are blue. Uh, Sweet. I forgot I had these in my fridge. Uh, what's up with you? What are you drinking? Uh, I went back to the Gentleman's Jack, man. That was that was so smooth. I just had to do it Dude, again. Dude, Gentleman Jack is my go-to. Yeah, it's well, good. It was my go-to whiskey, but I, I, some friends are are educating me on some better stuff. Um, it's got good. It's got good bite to it. Good bite. Good it's bite. like the smoothest thing out there. It, what what's the bite you're talking? About? You're just not used to drinking whiskey. I don't get it. Shut up. Um, okay. You know else who was a smooth operator? Who? Phil Collins. You and Phil Collins. You're. you're... <laughs> I can feel it, call it in the head of night. All I can think of, not only like is that just so like perfect. I said last week, you you just dive into these songs knowing you don't know the lyrics. <laughs> not, o- not only is that just like it, not only is that the perfect sports like <laughs> montage song, but like anytime I hear the drums, I just think of Mike Tyson in The Hangover when like the drum starts and he does it, and then boom. And Phil's like, that was Mike Tyson. I know. He's, he's still got it. He's still got it. <laughs> oh, baby. It's here. Fight of the decade-ish. Maybe. Kind of. Maybe. Sort of. Uh, biggest no. biggest marketability-ish fight. That's not a word. Probably since, I'm going to say, Fury Wilder 2. 
Yeah. Or three. Which was Febby which was February. Well, no one even wanted three. But um, I guess I know, what was but, that? But that it was six hundred thousand pay per view. Yeah, well, that was it. Was the best of the trilogy. So. Yeah, but I guess Fury Wilder two. Everybody was all about that man. I guess that was that was February twenty twenty, right? Right before the pandemic. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that. We have Gervonta Tank Davis and King Ryan Garcia battle of the light ish junior welterweight ish a lot of ish going on here in the first couple (laughs) minutes um (laughs) it's a big fight big fight these are two guys tank tank has you know he has a huge following came up under mayweather promotions a lot of a lot of floyd the the floyd fan base came along with with tank um you know and he has you know he's obviously built his base um on the east coast and the west coast to a certain extent as well uh over the last four or five years and ryan garcia who still he's not people get confused because some yeah again people people that say that garcia is not a star i i it's kind of silly because more people like that i talk to that aren't boxing fans know who ryan garcia is and not tank davis um because he's good he's he's got a good social media following and you know he's in Gatorade commercials with Damian Lillard. He's doing commercials with the NFL. Uh, you know, but he's so he's, he's not a pretty a, boy. Pe- yeah, exactly. People think he's a youth. Some people are confused that he's like a Jake Paul. It's like no, he's he's a real boxer. He just hasn't won a title or fought anybody of any significance yet, really. But we're getting it. It's been a or fight. Has he? <laughs> it's been a fight two years in the making. It was supposed to fur they the talks. Initially, you, sir, said it would never happen, and I did here not. we are. I I certainly did not think it was happening in 2023. Uh, but you know, Ryan Garcia pushed and pushed, and Davis uh, sure did. Davis, they you know they finally worked out, and you know it's you know and, and a, a lot like of a credit. Pregnant lady at nine centimeters. He pushed. <laughs> uh, a lot of credits being given to Ryan for this fight happening, but let's not forget. Team, Team Tank tried to make this fight happen two years ago after Garcia beat Luke Campbell, and Garcia's people turned it down, and they were trying to make some ridiculous exhibition fight with uh, with Manny Pacquiao that ultimately fell through. And then, oh, yeah, and they got then, distracted on the Pacquiao. Yeah, and then Ryan's, you know, Ryan's deep, dark demons, um, you know, hit him, and, you know, here we, here we were. So, you know, I want to both, give both guys credit for this fight happening. Uh it's in Vegas. It's Saturday night, April twenty second. My door's open here at my house for anybody Me in the too. tri anybody Me too. in the tri yeah. Uh anybody in the tri state area that wants to come through. More anybody than in the to. Pittsburgh area, come on down. I got I got IPAs, Pilsners, James only one bottle of James Harden wine. <laughs> um Did my brother send his? Uh no, I have the one that I bought. You too. Tell okay, you, pretty. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm about two podcasts away from calling your father and letting him know how, how, uh, how disappointed I am in his boys because I know that he, I know that he raised them better. Any hoodles? Uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. How uh, we're gonna, we're gonna dedicate most of the pod to this fight because it's a huge fight. Yes, sir. Uh, nothing else is really going on in sports. Who gives a shit about the first couple of games of the NBA Finals? <laughs> I was saying, other, play- than, other than the playoffs starting at NBA and NHL. Other, and, and- other, yeah, other than other than Draymond Green like stomping a hole in the chest of Devonta Sabonis after he like tried to take his leg off. I mean, Shohei Octani just 
just lighting the world on fire uh, uh, in MLB. Which, but which we're going to ignore all of that. We're going to ignore yeah, all that. Yeah, because that's not going to matter. That's not going to matter come the end of September because there'll be 16 games out of first place in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, yeah man. Where do you want to start with these two guys? You want to go tail the tape? You want to get into it? What do you? What do you? Uh, you're you're the guy. You tell me. I am the guy. Where this is how we're gonna do it. I got it all laid out. All right, lay it out, baby. Lay it out so I can spray it out. Ba-ba-ba. That's a new one. Uh, tail of the tape is what we're gonna do first. Yes. Then we're gonna go into the Vegas odds, in- including a couple extra little things that we usually Ew. don't get into. I love extras. 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 That was a good try. Extras. Um, I applaud the effort. <laughs> uh, then we're going to go into how you see the fight going, and then I'm going to go into how I see the fight going, and then I have a couple extra little questions at the oh, end. Oh, I did. Okay. Um, so first, give us the tail of the tape, sir. Tail of the tape between these two fighters. Let's start with the A-side, the more accomplished of the two, Gervonta Tank Davis, 28-0, 26 knockouts, 92.86% knockout percentage, which is just redonkulous. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, he's got he's good. he's got some fake uh, interim title at 135 that's not real. So, but I'll it's I'll, I'll note that the fight's um, not at 135 though. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, 20. He's 28 years old. So like Tank isn't Tank isn't like you know these twi- like like Haney Garcia. Like he's not 23, 24. He's 28 years old. Uh, Southpaw. He's only five and a half, uh, five five foot five and a half, but he's got this crazy sixty seven and a half inch reach, considering uh, how tall he is. Um, and then we go to King Ryan Garcia, twenty three and zero. He's got nineteen knockouts. He's got an eighty two point six one percent knockout percentage. Twenty four years old. He's an orthodox five ten. So he's going to have a four and a half inch. Uh, height advantage on tank and he's got a 70 inch reach so he's gonna have about three three two inch. yeah two and a half three inches um yeah he's we talked about it pretty boy out of california that like this 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 i feel like they didn't do a great job mark like maybe that's not fair i, I feel like they could have done a very floyd um uh oscar ish build up to this fight with like world tours, interviews, all kinds of promos outside of just these all access two all access thirty minute episodes on Showtime, I felt like they dropped the ball there by announcing it so late. Um, but maybe in this day and age, you don't really need to do that with Twitter and everything. So, but that yeah, is the tell the tape. All right, the fight lines. Are you ready? Yes, line me up. Um, the favorite is. Tank Davis at minus 245. Ryan Garcia plus 190. Uh, so, not a large favorite. Yeah. not a, Yeah. That's a, I'm surprised it's not bigger, actually, to be honest. Not with you. a definitive favorite, but not a coin flip either. So, the favorite is Tank Davis. Over, under, rounds. What do you uh... think? Uh... Seven or eight and a half. Which one? Uh, eight and a half. Seven and a half. God damn it. I, I, <laughs> so close. 
And it is minus I one. I hate me. It's minus 115 on the over, minus 115 on the under. So it is split down the middle. Okay. Now, tank to win by decision is plus 500. Okay. What do you think tank is to win by knockout or, or stoppage? Minus 280. Minus 140. Pretty good. I didn't. I wouldn't have went minus if it was me, but it is minus one forty. That's May's got a ninety-two percent knockout rate. Draw is plus sixteen hundred. Don't think we see that here. No, definitely not. What do you think Garcia to win? Oh wait, I'm sorry. Garcia to win by decision is plus eight hundred. Garcia to win by that stoppage. is that is oh oh uh, yeah even that's kind of stunning to me. Decision plus eight hundred. Yeah. And then stoppage plus three hundred. That's wild, bro. I we'll talk what, what, when, we, when we get into the mechanics of it. Uh, okay. Well, like um, that just that just surprises me because like if I putting on my boxing hat, like I think if uh, my first inkling we talked about we've talked I mean Jesus we've talked about like the way too early preview like seventy five times for when we thought this fight would happen. Um, but like I would think that Ryan. Would win on the would be more likely to win on the cards than to stop tank. That surprises well, me, but let's let's keep going. So uh, there's some more props here that we usually don't get into. Yeah, what do we got? They're they're knockdown props. Ooh. So I'm gonna That's rattle. Fun. I'm gonna rattle them off here. Um, let me know if they sink in or not. Tank Davis to win, and over one and a half knockdowns. Plus one ninety. I like I, I I like that because I actually think yeah I like that. I tank, would tank I would Davis, bet that. Tank Davis to win and under one and a half knockouts plus one thirty five. Okay. So that's more of a coin flip. Garcia to win and over one and a half knockdowns plus five hundred. I don't like that. Garcia to win and under one and a half knockdowns plus three eighty. Yeah, that's if you're betting Garcia, that would be the prop to take in my opinion. Um. And then a couple other props here. Both fighters to be knocked down is plus 600. Mm. Either fighter to be knocked down, minus 250. And no, so neither fighter to be knocked down, plus 180. Tank Davis to be knocked down, plus 280. Tank Davis to not be knocked down, minus 425. I like that. Garcia to be knocked down, minus 165. I mean, it's it's a very likely scenario that yeah. he gets knocked down. I mean, Luke Campbell dropped his ass, so Garcia, it's not crazy. Garcia to not be knocked down is plus 120. Okay. To be knocked down and still win... Gervonta's plus six fifty and Garcia's plus nine hundred. Say that one. What was that? Say that again. To be knocked down and still win. Okay. Tank is plus six fifty and Garcia's plus nine hundred. Okay. So some interesting. You 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 dig a little bit deeper deeper and all of the bets point to Tank knocking out Ryan. Is, is which is where, which makes sense. If you're leaning a tank way, like if you're, yeah, if you're betting tank, no doubt. So, so given those odds, I kick it to you, sir. 
how do you how do you see this going? Um, so I watched last couple of days. I've watched Tank and Ryan fights. Um, I, on the Tank end, I, I I don't think Tank gets enough credit for his craftiness and um, I won't call it defense, but just his reflexes. Uh, you know, watching a lot of fights, man. He this dude he sets so many traps. I don't know if you've noticed. Like, it's a trap. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody better that I watch. Maybe outside of Canelo. I don't even think Canelo does it though. Canelo just kind of walks you down. I don't know that anybody's better at make at, at backing backing themselves into one of the corners, making you think that you've got him stuck, and him just being ready for you with some counter some counter hooks and overhands like. Tank every 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 fight I've been watching with Tank like he just kind of he lulls you into thinking that you're the bigger fighter because most guys he's fighting almost every fighter outside of Isaac Cruz every guy he's fighting is bigger than him. Um, he 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 gives you this like reassurance that you're walking him down into these tight spots where he doesn't want to be, but he does because as soon as as soon as he he realizes that he can't make a counter or can't get a punch off. He just shuffles out to the easily off the off to the side. Um, and I think that I don't think he gets enough credit for that because we just think of him as this knockout artist. Like for okay. me, I think Tank. You know, I for I think Tank's going to give you a heavy dose of that. Where I think he, I don't I you know, I don't think a guy is going to change his stripes. He's going to start off slow as he usually does right uh-huh. not really a feel it's not necessarily a feel out but it's more of he just is a slow starter in general didn't he say like he he gets like cold yeah like, he's, and he's, he's like yeah, that's yeah, cold he's, in the arena he said that like, a couple times but he yeah. said that after the rally fight and he started out really slow against hector garcia as well like hector garcia probably yeah, he said, arguably need, won the first three rounds he said I, I need to do a better job of warming up so because i'm cold the first couple of rounds yeah like, so like physically I, cold like yeah and so I think you're going to see a lot of that. And, you know, he's – I think he's going to – you know, he's going to let Garcia feel comfortable using his fake jab as like a range finder to where he thinks he's out of danger of Tank's left hand. And then that's when Tank's going to start coming in with those left hooks, especially especially in the corners. And I think once he – he's not, he, he's not going to make the same mistake um, that's Ryan Garcia as Raleigh. But I feel like over the course of time, Tank is just going to start systematically landing big shots on him, and that's that's his path. Like basically, he doesn't really need to change anything. Like the only the only thing he needs to really be careful of is kind of his own judgment of distance. Um, you know, because watching the Barrios fight, you know, Barrios did land a number of left hooks to the body. Um, and it's just that's a different ball game with Ryan Garcia. Like Barry, I mean Barry, Barrios wasn't a slouch, um, but he I, he didn't have the hand speed and the power that Ryan Garcia does when he lands one of those shots. So Tank does have to be careful, um, you know, getting too comfortable because he does, again he does have that crazy reach for as short as he is. Um, but yeah, that's that to me that's kind of Tank for for Garcia. And, and I'm gonna I'll let you drive your end of Garcia's end of it a little more, but like uh, he needs to like to me, and this is gonna sound nuts. I think he needs to keep this fight in the center of the ring. I he needs to use the jab, which he doesn't. Like he using it as a range finder is not 
is not going to win him this fight. Like he, what, what the Barrios fight, and again, I, I keep going back to Barrios because I feel like stature wise they're similar. So like the size, like and everything, like Barrios had good success using his jab, and I, I think that's what Garcia needs to do. And I, again, because Tank is so good at setting traps, and Ryan gets hit a lot. Like I, I feel like if Garcia is walking him down into the corner, like that's just going into Tank's like what Tank wants him to do, and he's gonna get slept, getting caught. So I, I think he wants to keep it in the middle of the ring, and as he, as Tank starts moving backwards, like if I'm Garcia, I'm just like coming back out, being like, "Come on, boy, let's go. You bring it out to me." Um, that's what he needs to do. He needs to he needs to be quick on his feet and lighten his feet for when. He does start. He does throw some of those hooks. I, I ta- thought you were leaving path to victory for Ryan to me. You're taking all my points. Oh, there, I'm sorry. Right? Oh, okay. Go ahead. You go. You go. <laughs> I'm uh, like, oh, okay. Let me, yeah. let me, let me, let me fast forward to my end of my thing. I don't okay. think he can do any of the things he needs to do to win. <laughs> so you go and tell me, Ryan Garcia. All right. That's that's what I thought you were gonna say. Sorry. 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 Um. No, it's cool. Um. <laughs> but no, that's a good point about how, uh, you know, Tank lays traps he does he, 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 that that's the one thing that he is very floyd like man like i i both of these guys are counter punchers though so to me i i think the bet here if you're gonna bet anything in this fight is the over seven and a half i, I think because yeah, I, I, think I, agree. There's, I agree i think there's at least two rounds if not three where just to your point they're both counter punchers Neither of them like to get out on the front four foot and, and walk somebody down. So I think there's going to be a lot of staring at various points and fainting. And um, I, I think that that kind of lends itself to the over seven and a half, if you ask me. I I agree. I think, I think the fight does go over seven. I agree. Um, go ahead, but give, give, me, give me Garcia. All right, path to victory. So obviously, number one, protect yourself at all times. I, I think this is important because inevitably the fight's going to get in tight. To your point, Tank's going to back, you know, back up, and Ryan's going to come forward at some point, or vice versa. Tank, uh, you know, against a lot of his opponents, he's a little bit more, I'll, I'll say, flat-footed. But yeah, Garcia, sure. but um, Hector Luis Garcia had him a little bit more on his toes, just from his style a little bit, which was. Interesting to see because just to see that Tank can do it because usually he's not as active with his footwork. Usually he's he's more of just waiting for the counter punching. Um, so, but it's going to get in tight. Ryan has to protect himself in tight. Can't can't for a second just like leave himself open. Um, on the breaks, same thing. Like can't leave yourself open on the breaks. And then when he's throwing, he's got to put that off hand up up as a guard. You know to to his hand because if he goes to throw you know a right range finder of a jab or a left hook and say say he goes to throw that patented left hook and he doesn't have his right hand up as, as a guard like tank could beat him to the punch um, yeah it, or it could, could dodge the left hook and then just come right back with his own left um so he's got got to keep got to protect himself at all times be be bigger Again, you 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 started to to allude to it, but um, and and everyone knows his his jab isn't a power jab. It's it's a range finder, and I I I think that you know use use the right hand as a jab, 
use it as a ra use it as both use it as a stiff jab use it as a range finder like almost like a pitcher who changed the speed of the pitches like do a double jab like you know little little things that he doesn't have to reinvent himself just tweak things a little bit you know punch on the off beats like that type of stuff punch backing out punch coming in um th that type of stuff it's and again it's not it's not rocket science just yeah. some something you don't have to you don't have to reinvent yourself you just something to do a little bit different than what's on tape um use your size to cut off the ring and again that that could be <laughs> that could be uh the range finding jab or the check hooks why are you laughing keep going no just keep going you're spot on. You are spot on with all this. Oh, okay. Keep going. You just don't think you can do it. Dude, I, I'm not saying that. Keep going. I don't want to interrupt you. Do your thing. Do your thing. Sorry. I thought I hit mute when I was giggling. Oh, okay. <laughs> are you watching basketball? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, I'm la I am laughing because all these things are so spot on, but he can't do any of that. Well, Keep going. Keep going. All right. You you, you said how Tank used feints. He can – I think he needs to use feints as well. Yeah. Agreed. Um, he, he needs to. He he needs. To, he, he tank knows the left hook's coming. Yeah. Everybody knows the left hook's coming. Yeah. Use that to your advantage. Fake the left hook. Come with the right. I I think now this would be a totally new wrinkle. But again, like, how about an uppercut? Can can you throw an effective check, little uppercut? Check, little check hook action. Or like one of those fadeaway uppercuts is what I'm saying. Like yeah, because everybody knows the check hook, the left hook. Everybody knows the range finding jab. Can you add the? Uh, and again, everything I've said so far is not really adding to the arsenal. That's what about like what, a, what about one of those thinking? wild Terrence Crawford like up jabs? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. One of those little like weird up jab things. Can you just can you add that wrinkle like to this fight? Um, and, and I guess that's that's just my in summary is just you know don't he's not he, he's only 23, so he theoretically could add things, but that's that's not what he's gonna do in in one fight. Is this like add all these tools? Like that's not gonna happen. But can you add a wrinkle here or there, yeah. just to just to like punch on the offbeat, double jab, add to a your... little, add a little like up jab or a little uppercut. Yeah. To your point on the feints, hundred percent agree. He needs to give Tank the false security with his his range his like range judgment with his wingspan the way tank does he needs to try to do that he needs to try to give tank Correct. this false sense and of security. he was able to do that versus fortuna like yeah and the fates is how is how and that's how he can get it done so there there was there was uh it may have been the last the last hook that fortuna took where it was a weird intermediate distance yeah and it was just like it, it, the uh, the the left hook just kind of came out of nowhere, and so can he get Tank into that weird intermediate distance? And you got to set that up. That's not like you're gonna just walk into that. You gotta you gotta set that up over the course of rounds to the point where then you catch Gervonta in that weird intermediate distance, and you you could land that that left hook. Um. But he Ryan's gonna have to be a better version of himself than he ever has been for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, we talk about it all the time in sports where, you know, big moments, athletes rise at the occasion that has to be Ryan in this fight. He has to step up and be a boxer that he's never been before. 
and I think he can do it, quite honestly. And I have some intangibles to get into, but I'll let you kind of counter all of that, what I just said. I 100% agree with all of your path to victory. We just, just don't think he can do it. <laughs> we we haven't seen him do it against inferior competition. Which yeah, sure you can. You know, I mean, you hear it all the time. Oh, well, you know, until until these guys get challenged, you 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 don't see all of their skill sets. I don't know. Like to me, it's those other fights where you're you know you're working all that stuff. So you know that's that's where I just get. I'm just like I don't know, man, Kenny. And for me, it's like I. I would have taken that. I would have taken a tune-up fight in January, like Tank did, just to get a, just to get more rate, just get more more rounds, man. Get more rounds, work on some stuff, and just get another fight under uh, under your belt with Goosen in your corner. So, I, I you're spot on. I, I, I got right. nothing. So here, I got, here's I some intangibles. Here's ahead. some intangibles. You've said this a couple times, and everybody says it that Ryan hasn't fought anybody. Correct. Ryan Except. has a huge amateur career. That Agreed. Nobody that nobody gives him credit for. What, like, did you know that he fought Devin Haney in the amateurs? Yeah, five or six times. Yep, four times. He went two and two versus Devin Haney. How is it four? Uh, one of them said five. One of them said six. But now it's only four. <laughs> uh, well, put it. Well, let me let me say this. As per box box rec has like the amateur career. Hold on, box rec has like forty or so of his amateur fights on there. Okay, but he has like one hundred and twenty amateur fights. So okay. it could it could have been five or six. As per BoxRec, the ones that are recorded on BoxRec, it's he's two and two versus Devin Haney. Gotcha. So maybe, okay. maybe yeah. there were more. I'm aware. I'm aware they fought in amateurs. Yes. He beat Virgil Ortiz in amateurs. I did not know that. He lost to Shakur in amateurs, but he did fight Shakur. So to say he's never hmm. been in there against like top tier talent is not yeah. correct. Like he's he grew up with all like all the young yeah, fighters that are 25 and under. Like he grew up with all these guys fighting them. That so, is a a, fair point. again, to your point, he's he's not just a YouTuber. He's been in this thing a long time. He's been in big fights, not big Vegas fights, but, you know, to say he's never been in there like anyone like Tank, I don't know. He's He's been in there with some dogs, so may, maybe Profes- not like Tank, I mean, pro- pro- professionally. Well, and let's be honest, like Tank, <laughs> to me, Tank hasn't been in a serious fight since 2017 against Pedraza. Like that's my. I was gonna say, when's the last time Tank was in a? Fight I agree. No, I agree. That's my. Listen, and Bar- Barrios was a challenge in the aspect that he moved up to 140, which he never fought before. You know, um, Barrios was taller, longer, all this stuff. But Barrios was handpicked. He had a fake belt, so they they could yeah. make it a championship fight. Like they 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 were not worried about him versus Mary Barrios. So, but that being said, Bar- I can see the Barrios like, like Leo Santa Cruz. Past his prime, and he moved up two weight classes, one or two weight classes. Um, you know, Riley Romero is absolute hot garbage. And I, again, I can't remember whoever, whatever sanctioned body that he's fighting for a title in in a month shouldn't they shouldn't even be a sanctioning body anymore. Like that should go away because the fact that he's getting a title fight after not fighting in almost a year and losing to Tank is ridiculous. He sucks so bad. It's Can I say that Raleigh sucks so lose. bad? Raleigh Cruz sucks. Is, everyone goes on and on about Cruz. Cruz couldn't beat Tank with one hand. Tank had one Tank hand. Had one hand for half yeah. the fight, and he couldn't beat him. Like I, it's it's and nuts. Then, didn't Cruz come back and lose again? Or my, no, my Cruz, no, no, he, no, he no Cruz. What? Okay. Yeah, Cruz. He. Uh, I think he's got two straight knockouts after the Tank fight. Okay. Um, yeah, that's really. Yeah. I mean, Gambo. Fought, after Gambo is awful. I mean, yeah, I agree. Like, that's the thing. Right. Like, he hasn't. Yeah, Tank. 
to me, Tag hasn't fought anybody in a number of years. A- an- another intangible. Ryan was the one who wanted this fight. Ryan's the one who made eh, this happen. I'll, I'd argue that, but yeah. No, I, Ryan made this happen. Tank put the stipulations on Ryan, and Ryan was like, we're getting this done. We're getting this done. We're getting this done. Uh, yeah. And Ryan Ryan had chances to walk away, and he was like, no, push. He made his team push and has made his team do it. This fight is sure. on. T- this fight is on Tank's terms, uh, for sure. Yes, I. My point was, which I I said to lead off the podcast. Tank's team tried to make this fight two years ago, and Ryan's team. They yeah, they got caught chasing. So yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, this so sure. to say that Ryan like Tank I I just don't want to make it seem like Tank didn't want the fight to happen because Tank tried they tried Tank to did, make this yeah fight. he didn't run away from it or anything. yeah 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 they tried to make this happen but, a couple years but ago. They but they yeah. said if we're gonna do this it's gonna be it's on, on the, our terms the, yeah, these yeah, terms. yeah yeah and yeah a lot, of, a lot of a side flexing going on sure yeah yep uh, the catch weight is an intangible um, it could this could go either way this could go for Tank this could go for Ryan I, I but let's 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 deep dive it here a little bit um, it's it's one thirty six. Yes. And then there is a rehydration clause of 10 pounds. So he can only weigh, he can't weigh more than 146. So I, I don't know the, the particulars of this particular contract, but Chris Algieri on the Inside Boxing Live po- podcast said that typically when there's a rehydration clause, you get up the next morning and they weigh you at like 8 a.m., which he said that is more of a thing of like, hey, boxers usually sleep in. Yeah, because they're not fighting till eleven p.m. or midnight, so now Ryan's gonna have to wake up, worry about making weight again, you know, get out of his routine. Maybe he goes back to sleep. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But T- Tank's gonna be resting during all that, so that's potential mind games. Potential, you know, he has to make weight twice. Um, but you know that that got me thinking. So that means he's gonna weigh one thirty six on Friday night. Wake up Saturday morning and be one forty six. He he could easily be like one fifty, one fifty one, one fifty two, walking into the ring Saturday night. So if Tank is walking around at one thirty five, one thirty six, Ryan he could still come into the ring weighing like one fifty to one fifty two. Like he he really could. Um, which is interesting to me. So so now. That's potentially a fight between Tank, who's five and a, five five. You said. Say that again. Yeah, five five and a half. Five five and a half, one thirty five versus Garcia, who's going to be five ten. Let's say one fifty. You know, because he's going to gain the three pounds ish. You know, four pounds, whatever it is, after weighing one forty six in the morning or whenever it is they're they're weighed. Because uh, they don't they they're not going to wait like right before the like you know they'll give them some time during the day to, like, cancel the fight or do whatever. Right. So they're, they're not going to do it, like, an hour before the fight. Um, so leading, leading me to my last point of – again, we've made this point a couple times ever since Canelo and Bevel. Like, Bevel, like, size matters. It just does. It's why their weight classes exist. So if you got Tank – Who's five five and a half, one thirty five, one thirty six, and Ryan who's five ten, one fifty, say, that's that's not nothing. That's that's a big deal, and so 
the other thing is Canelo and Tank are a little bit similar in the sense that they don't rely on footwork as as part of their defense. They block, they move their head, they dodge, and they rely on their distance and their their quick twitch. And you can got, dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. That that got um, Canelo in trouble versus Bivol. Now, Ryan Garcia is not Bivol technically. That's they're light years apart technically. Yeah. So maybe that will work with Tank. Maybe he won't have to worry about it. But if he thinks that like range isn't going to be a, a problem, and he catches himself in range with a bigger guy who could throw, that could be a problem. Yeah. So just wanted to point that out as well. Fair. My can I get my thoughts on that rehydration clause? Yes. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Garcia usually walks around at about one forty seven. So like I I don't think I don't think it's as as big of an advantage to tank as people are making it out to be. To me it's more of like Garcia just can't come in like he just can't make some crazy it, – it might be more of a benefit to Garcia, actually, in the terms of, you know, he may not – you know, maybe the plan would have been to pull, like, a Burchelt and, you you know, you're, you work your cut so then when you rehydrate, you get back up to, like, 155, 160, and that's just, you know, you're blowing up 20 pounds after the weigh-in. Um, yeah. And instead he's going to be more around his, like, walking around weight. So I – I don't know. To your point, that that was that was actually a good point. Out Jerry made on their podcast that it's more of the routine and the having to wake up stuff that might have more of an impact. Yeah. Um. So, without further ado, should we give our predictions? Yeah. Can I go? F- or yeah. Can yeah, I go, go first? Yeah. Yeah. You go first, and then I have, and then after predictions, then I have my extra questions. But go ahead. <laughs> nice. Oh, I have some go. I have some extra ones too. Oh, here, let me do mine first. You ready? What the questions or the predictions? Well, j- well, they're a little bit of both. Prediction, All right, go predictions. Go What color denim will Joe Goosen be wearing? Oh, beda- it's going to be bedazzled. That's all uh, I know. Obviously, what, I'm, what go- I'm, I'm going. Cla- I'm going deep blue, <sighs> deep blue, and then um, plenty bedazzling. I think he goes black for Vegas. I really do. Okay, okay. I'm thinking black, like, um, the, like the Raiders thing. Yeah. At any point during the fight, does Garcia's corner pull flex like Barrios's corner tried to do and comb his hair mid round <laughs> on the no. stool? I'm gonna say no. You, you've seen that clip, right? Oh, I I watched it live and I was like, "What is going on?" Just it, it never gets old. Watching it again today, I'm like, "This is so amazing!" Like this guy's getting his fucking hair combed in the middle of a fight. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? Um over under four times that Tank Garcia or that sorry that Gervonta Davis yells out to the crowd for something. How many times did you say? Four and a half. Ooh, I'm gonna say less. I'm gonna say it's three. Three. Okay. All right. I, I like that. I like that. Um, is Floyd Mayweather in attendance for this? Fight? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I think so too. Even though technically oh, he's not part of Mayweather pr- uh, promotions anymore, I, I think he will be too. Hundred um, percent. I think he still gets a cut, though, right? Floyd? I don't think so. I thought he did. For this? I, no, I don't think so. And and plus, Floyd's a Vegas resident, so, I mean, he's he he will be there. Um. Okay. For me, all right, so I think Tank is going to win by knockout. I, I you again. You laid out all everything completely perfectly of how Garcia can win this fight. 
I just I don't see where he can. I think Davis. So you're, you're, again, just, you're just not. You're you're basically not that you're giving him no chance, but you're basically giving him no chance. I I, you just I don't just see it. Yeah, I I just think Garcia just gets caught in in a Davis trap, and Davis just clock. I I think that I think Davis clock clocks him with the left hand. I think he get he. I think he, that's why I'm saying I I would say the over the 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 win, the win and one and a half knockdown. Well, I guess maybe not. Does does the stoppage count as a knockdown, or no? Maybe so. Maybe a, I don't. It's a great question. I don't like. Know. I think. I think. I think that he. I think that he knocks him down. And I do. I do think Garcia has a lot of heart and will get up, similar to Luke Campbell. And then I think Davis just gets a classic Davis stop. It, it may. It might end up being a like a a contentious, you know, because a couple of Davis. Like oh I thought, boy. The, sounds like we're going for a very similar prediction. Like I thought, the Barrios stoppage was way too early. Um, as a couple of uh, a couple of Davises have been, um, so you might get that. But yeah, I just I think he catches him in like the eighth or ninth round, maybe maybe seven seven eight nine. I think is the the um, you know the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, this shit hits hard. This shit hits hard. Um, <laughs> butter smooth. That's the that was sweet spot. Seven eight nine is the sweet spot of rounds. Okay. That I think he, I think he gets him. I think Ryan gets up, and then I think he's just like. Boom and Davis. Yeah, they finish him off. Here's the way Ryan Garcia wins the fight. And well, I won't even say it. Here's how Tank Davis loses the fight. Great. I'm glad you brought up Bivol Canel because that's exactly how he loses the fight. Not necessarily Garcia being as skilled as Bivol and just piling up points when Canel is actually trying to win rounds. But like if Davis gives away the first four or five rounds. And Garcia starts to get comfortable. Like if Ryan, if Ryan can just, if Ryan at that point can just resist the temptation to win by knockout and use a jab and just be happy winning rounds, Davis at some point is gonna have to. Like Davis will then, if Davis is sitting there in like the if ninth he gets round, behind and he has yeah, to pressing. like if Davis is sitting there in round nine and he possibly is down like five two, five three, like five. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say five three or six two. Like he's got to press, and if he has to press, that's like that's when Ryan can catch him with that left hook with a kidney shot or a liver shot and and put him down. I just that's True. how that that's the only way Tank loses that's, is if that that's happens. A, that's exactly my prediction. Or I was gonna say, or if he gets, or or if he doesn't even try to go for the kill and just wins on the cards. But that's it. But yeah, I I, I am gonna go Tank. I, I do think Tank wins by knockout. Um, there. So, you, what, I, I, so I don't I don't know that the 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 round and margins is as wide as you said, but I I think I think Garcia does enough to frustrate Tank early, and if it's if it's five three, yeah uh, five four, um, yes uh, five what what else am I trying to say five three five four six six four something like that six three. Uh, where or or say it's like uh, three to two with a couple swing rounds or something, and Tank Davis is like, well, time to hit the gas because this thing's way too close. I I think that's what happens. I think Ryan catches Tank in the tenth and either knocks him down or stumbles him. I don't know what, but Tank is stunned. And I think that Ryan's piling up the shots and the referee jumps in there. And it is a totally controversial stoppage. Oh, okay. 
to the point where Tank is clearly stunned, and I think in any other fight it would be a, like a normal stoppage, but it's kind of like, oh, that was a little premature. To the And Tank's side totally flips out, 10th round, and it, it like there's just mayhem in the arena. Like Tank's people freak out. Like that was a terrible stoppage. Stuff's being thrown in the ring. There's chaos. Like I, it, I think it's just mayhem. And that's what I'm going Man, to so you're, you're and, I, and I, I will say, I will say that the logical side of my brain agrees with you 100. percent Your 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 prediction. I'm tired, of being, I'm tired of being logical. I don't want to be logical. <laughs> you're you're 100 percent right on your logic. I agree with it, but I, I I'm I, I don't I'm not doing it. I don't want to be logical. I want to go with. I, I want to. I'm buying into the intangibles. Ryan wants this fight. Ryan has the momentum. Like he, and, and this leads to another one of my questions. My first question: Is the winner of this fight the face of boxing? And they they asked this on the Inside Boxing Live podcast. I was gonna I was gonna say you gonna, I, I, you, I, I, you, gonna you gonna rip off all of uh, Kenobio's podcast, Jo? Um, I I had this stuff lined I know, up. I'm kidding. And, no, and, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And then I listened to their podcast and I was like, oh damn. No. And, no. Well, and you know what? I'm going to rip off Chris Algieri's answer because that was my answer, and I'm yeah, just the like, damn no. it. The answer's no. Uh, I don't even. I don't even. Th- I don't even think to his point about if Gar- if 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 Garcia wins, he is. I don't. I I don't think so. I I think so. I think if Garcia. Really? I think if Garcia wins, he's right up there with Canelo and Fury and Garcia. I think he's right up there with those guys. If Tank wins, I think it's. I think it's solidifies him in the boxing circles. But I, with the legal stuff coming up, and with just, I, I don't know. I think I think just his fan base is just so nichey that I don't see them becoming the the global face of boxing. I just don't. Um, and so that was my answer. And yeah, I I am ripping off them, but I already had this stuff lined up, so screw it. I know. I'm just messing with you. Um. um the the other question I had, whoops, damn it! Oh, I'm glad that didn't ruin the my laptop. Um, what rate? Oh, they didn't ask this one. What weight does Ryan go to after this? Um, probably 140. You think he he settles in at 140 yeah, for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, well, I think that's where he wants to be anyway. Who's there's there's no fight for him at 135 that makes sense like because if devin like devin loma if devin wins he's dropping he can all- fight anybody at 135 but I, I think it's just a matter of making the weight yeah I, well I, I i think he can still make 135 um i i just don't know who's left like he's not he's not fighting shakur like that doesn't make any sense um he's 23 years old he's only gonna get bigger so i i, I don't yeah think he's, I, he's going to one for like to me to me 140 for him makes more sense because you have like Josh to me, Josh Taylor, like Tio. Um, I I think Ray, that both I like both those for him. A lot I, of guys at one. I was gonna say Progre, like Progre Barboza, at one forty. I mean, like yeah, like one one forty one forty. There's just more. Yeah, there's just more options, and I think he, I think he fares better against guys at one forty. I am fascinated about how a, a him and Devin Haney fight would go. That would be really interesting because. Like Devin again, I think Devin has this false perception of being this elite defensive fighter. Like he's not. Like Shakur is. Shakur is. Um, 
And like I, I'd be curious if like if I think someone who's equal the equal size of Garcia and just a way better boxer. I don't know. I I kind of I kind of lean Devin. Like, like I don't I don't think Devin I don't think Devin avoids avoids the the left hook. I don't think he does. Okay. So okay. I'd be curious to see if Devin can take it. Like that's, I'd be worried if he could take if he could take it or not. Um, I'm not hating on. I'm not. That's not me hating on Haney. That's just a style, like a stylistic thing. Interesting to see how Haney does versus Loma, and uh, just with Loma changing all the different. Yeah, Lo- Loma, Loma will change so many different angles and levels. Yeah, and, and Loma he'll, he'll, that he will catch Devin, and so it'll it'll be interesting to see how Devin handles it. I, I expect Devin to handle it quite honestly. But well, and one of well, one of Loma's underrated. Uh, skill sets is he he is very good at fighting out of the clinch um yeah which again like uh, uh, i think i think the haney clinch stuff is a little overblown uh but you know he he needs to be on his p's and q's for the for loma because that's how he i mean that's how he clocked comey coming out of that that clinch yeah yep. um yeah we'll see i, th- I think said um who do you think has more pressure to win this fight hmm uh, Davis. Well, let me. I'll, I'll answer it this way. Davis has more to lose. Does that make sense? <sighs> yes, ish. Because yeah, here's, yeah, here's you're why I say right. that. Davis is supposed to beat Ryan because quote unquote Ryan hasn't fought anybody. Ryan doesn't have a belt. He's only uh, got one punch. He's only got one punch. Uh, Ryan, if he loses to, to Tank, well, Tank's the best guy in boxing. Tank is the best at this division. Tank's a real dog, blah, blah, blah. And Ryan could say, yeah, it wasn't a good matchup for me. So now I'm going to go on and, and where I'm – and it was the weight issue. You know, he kind of has built in – a lot of built-in excuses where he – I'm going to go up and wait and go to my natural weight, and he can go fight guys who – I these other guys at 140 aren't aren't a Tank Davis. You know, I can I can contend with these guys. So I think he has a path back to relevance pretty easily if he loses the Tank. Tank I think would immediately need to request a re a rematch if it's not already in there. Uh, it is for Tank. Okay. Ryan doesn't get a rematch clause. Like Ryan Ryan loses, there's no clause. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess it's Tank. I, like I, I think for Garcia, like, to me, like I think Tank's built up. For Garcia, his band. it's more the mental aspect. Yeah, like for like for, like for like Tank, he, I, I he think... already has like mental health like tendency issue Man. tendency kind of stuff. So like if he if he loses in devastating fashion, that's more of a gut punch of like, do I have it? Like what, you know what I'm saying? Like he might be yeah. questioning himself and his talent, which could be bad. So. From from those stakes, you know, I'd say Ryan, but you know, um, yeah, I got, I just, I, the only thing that would make me lean Ryan is like, it's like, yeah, well, we knew, we knew, we we knew you sucked, so whatever. Like to me, Tank, like Tank, Tank's gonna sell out his next fight regardless. Um, I don't know. That's I, a good I don't, I don't know about that. If if Tank doesn't have his have his o like then all of a sudden all the built-in mayweather fans well i guess we'll see does the o define does does the o is the o is the o what defines him that's exactly what i'm saying is so we'll find out that whole fan base mayweather was really the one who built up the o right and like his fan base his fan base worshipped him for the o 
So if Tank Dev if Tank Davis loses his O, then will they still fill the arenas like they always have? True. 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 That's Fair the point. question. I don't know. Um. All right. Last question. And we talked about this previously. I d- I don't remember what numbers we threw out there. How many pay per view buys do you think this does? Um. <laughs> What numbers did we throw out there previously? Do you remember? Well, we 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 were jo- we we joked that. Did you uh, say over under a million? And I said six hundred. Is that what I said? That's how. No, I no, no. I my the to me the over under is six fifty. I was I joked that Dan Raphael is going to report three million and uh, Glazer is going to report two hundred thousand. So we'll since we'll call we'll, we'll average the two out. Um, yeah. I I think it does. Uh, yeah, so to me six fifty is the gauge like I to your point Wilder Fury 3 did 600,000 pay-per-view buys nobody gave a shit about that nobody wanted to see that fight again the third fight nobody cared and it's still got 600 it's still got 600,000 pay-per-view and great heavy, heavyweight boxing's different um but Here, here's the other thing Drew yeah the the two most rabid fan bases in boxing are the Brits and the Mexicans and this ain't either one of those. Sure. So, do the Brits and the Mexicans care about this? To your point, they didn't really do a whole lot of hype, right? And 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 I, I was I was disappointed to be honest. But again, maybe they you just feel with social media you don't need to do as much. So, if the Brits and the Mexicans aren't necessarily into this, uh, are we are, are we hitting? Five six hundred thousand. I, I don't. I don't know. I well I, again. Tough. It'll. Tough. I'm. I. I think upper mid. Uh, uh, mid four hundreds. Maybe. I don't know, man. Again, we're gonna. I, we're I gonna, hope uh, it does seven fifty plus. I, yeah. But I mean, I just. I just. Without those two big fan, the two biggest fan bases in the sport, I don't know how you get over five hundred. Yeah. Um. I'm hoping that it does well, just because. To Ryan Garcia said something on the all. I, I know you're not into that stuff, but um, the all access stuff. His one thing he said is, fans have to buy this fight if they want young fighters to fight each other on the biggest stage. They have to buy the buy yeah. buy this buy this fight to show that if you take you the support risk, support the best fighting the best. Yeah, yeah. If you take the risk. Or if if these guys take the risk, they will you will reward them for doing it. Um, I laugh because hundred percent. I laugh because I feel like most PPC fan boys are just going to stream this thing, and like the people that shit on PPC will buy it, which is kind of hilarious. Um, well, I, that's that's exactly. Bo- boxing fans talk out of both sides of their mouth. They, they, they I want, think they want to stream fights and they don't want to pay for them, and then the best don't fight the best, and they get mad, and it's like, well, like. In, until there's a league like like the UFC, like you you gotta buy the fights, you gotta pay for them. Yes. I don't know. Sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, yeah. No, I long story short, I I do think it will go over six fifty. I I again, I think you'll have some really bloated number. I'd be surprised if it did. This is how you'll know if 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 the numbers are fake. If Dan Raphael says this did a million and a half, it they're just 
full. They, you now know that you can no longer trust any numbers that Showtime or that guy. Well, I can't say it. Showtime never releases the numbers because they're a publicly traded company, so they can't give false information. So like other people not quoting people there can do it. If Raphael says did a million and a half, you know, you know anything he says is bullshit. I, I do think it'll. I think it honestly does about seven fifty. That's my guess. That would be awesome. I hope it does. Really, really hope it does. All right. Well, um, I, I think I think that's about wraps it up. Fifty-five minutes on a mega fight, man. Right? Pretty good. Uh, yeah. I think there's only one real way to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel it in the air tonight. That's pretty good. You got oh the lyrics right. I've been waiting for this moment. And tonight, oh Lord, waiting for this moment. I love. Let's go. Everybody, buy this fight. Do not pirate it. If you're too cheap to buy it, don't use that as an excuse to illegally stream it. If you can't afford it, don't stream it. Go, come to our house. Wait till it's yeah. Come to our house or just wait till it's for free on YouTube. All right. Don't be a scumbag. Don't. No be offense, a Teddy. I'm not referring to you illegally streaming everything you watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, Drew, I think it's time for. Everybody's, Everybody's favorite, favorite minute in podcasting. The NASCAR or pit stop. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Of all the things that we're, cover- we're covering outside of boxing, who would have thought it'd be the NASCAR pit stop? In a three, two, can't, can't one. skip the pit stop. Vroom. Go. Last week was Martinsville. Historic track, a little half, half miler. Half uh, miler. Second year in a row that this... This race kind of stunk. I mean, it's kind of stunk because it used to be awesome, and now with the new Aero package, kind of stinks. But guess what? Kyle Larson, we picked him. We finally get our second we win of the year, him. plus five hundred on the day. We reduced our deficit to minus fourteen on the season. Now we go to Talladega. We have raised up big two and a half mile track. Steep, ba- steep, steep banking. The big wreck is coming. Just don't know when. We're picking William Byron plus fourteen hundred, Alex Bowman plus twenty two hundred, Corey LaJoy plus fifty five hundred, and we're gonna throw Chris Busher in there at plus twenty two hundred as well. Let's go racing. That's rad. Oh baby. All right. Let's ride. So that is are we gonna make a bet or are we just moving on? Yeah, I'm still depressed that. I blew our four-way parlay last week. Told you. Uh, well, whatever. It's bullshit. Like I, everything was bullshit. a go- I got one right. Everything was a was going according to plan, and it just eight minutes of just low IQ basketball from the highest IQ basketball team in the league, and I, whatever. Yeah, let's let's just let's have fun with the fight. What do you want to do? Let's 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 fight this out. Over. Hundred percent over. Tank? Well, let's just let's just take the over. Oh, I thought we'd like make it juicy and do like three or four things, but okay. Um. All right, we can do that. that's fine. Well, let's just do like a 
Let's just do ten bucks on the over. Okay. Let's do it. Watch, somebody will land a big one early, and we'll be sweating it out. <laughs> Could you? Can, do you know? Do you know it would be disastrous for Ryan Garcia? Uh, a first round KO. Well, yeah, and you know why? Why? If if he doesn't if he doesn't if he doesn't last as long as Raleigh, disastrous. Yikes. <laughs> like that's the bar. Can can he last longer than Raleigh fucking Romero lasted? That loser. Oh boy. All right. And if you're new to the podcast, after beer one, we follow it up with beer two, where we do shows and movies. So. Oh wait, shout can I just shout out to him? Sure, go for it. Shout out to him goes to Tank Davis because Raleigh Romero did an Instagram live and Tank Davis. Uh, logged into it and asked him how's his jaw feel <laughs> wow love it love it all right so also shout out to arby's because every time we're doing this podcast arby's has a commercial for the most delicious looking sandwiches ever i saw jimmy john's added a uh caprese pesto salami <sighs> it's all it's all sandwiches so they're all the same Ooh. Uh, 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 that, Jimmy that, John's Firehouse. That, that one I'm feeling. Jersey my, Mike's. Feeling in my plums. Plums. Um, all right, so let's assume position for the world famous Tuber salute for beer number two. Let's go. Let's and go. A let's three, go. And a two. And a beautiful for spacious skies. Yeah, for baby. Amber waves of grain. Founders all day. Haze IPA. Session IPA. And I'm assuming you're still drinking Gentleman Jack. Sticking with it. All right. So for beer two this week, we are... Seven kings must, must die. Die. I gotta say, I, I really thought seven kings were gonna die. Really did. <laughs> Turns out, nah. Um, we watched the movie. It was fantastic. Um, Drew, do you want to give the uh, the quick breakdown of it, and then I'll get into some analysis. Say that again. Do you want to do the quick breakdown of the movie? And then I'll uh, do a little bit of analysis. So quick breakdown. Did we get an official how many years this takes place after season five? Uh, like Finn and, so Finn's like a narrator. Uh, Uhtred, the, never, Uhtred never has really aged. Aged, so yeah. It's hard to say. So Finn does say talk about 20 years. But like I don't know if that's 20 years that this whole thing has gone on. Or if it's twenty years from, there's no way twenty I mean, years could have passed. No, Ethel Stan was still young, so I mean it was like yeah. I want to say like so five. I, I'm yeah five. It's got to be like five, ten at the most between season five and the movie. But effectively, the movie the movie uh, starts with the death of King Edward, who is Alfred's uh, really only legitimate legitimate son. Um, he dies. Uh, it's you know the. The plan of succession now is, you know, there is could likely create wars uh, between different factions. You see this in Game of Thrones all the time, and that 
that is the the enemy who is the what was the name of the Dane? You have his name? Um, no, because I was sorry. I was looking at ours. I think they said six years is what I'm seeing here. Okay. Um. So the Danes see this as an opportunity to strike because they they feel when Edward dies that as any king dies, the fight for power is going to lead to instability. So they try to the Danes. The Danes have a plot to um create create separation of the alliances that England has formed, um and have the other six kings unite along with the Danes to take out the newly coronated king and anybody that can stand in their way, including the greatest warrior of our time, Uhtred, son of Uhtred of Bepinbur. I think that's the long short of it, right? For sure. Um, then basically what happens is I thought it was weird a, a, a couple of things. Well, that's uh, just the uh, summary. You you hit the analysis. A, a, a couple thoughts. Um, and sorry, I'm trying to find the name of that Dane while we're... Uh... You go. I'll find it. I'll find it. Um, oh, was it Onloff? I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll find it, though. I'll find it. Um, so... I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump all over the place. Jump, One, go jumping, jump on it. Let the boys, but boys. Onlaf, yeah, Onlaf is who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know why I expected all of the like like the Scots and the Irish and Wales and I I expect I don't know why I expected today's modern United Kingdom to be the end result when like. Duh, like that clearly doesn't happen for like hundreds of more years. Like why why did I think that? That was stupid of me. And I'm like like at the end when they like combined Mercia, East Anglia, Northumbria, Wessex, and I always forget the one down south, and I'm just like, Yeah, duh. Like of course. Why did I think that like Ireland and Scotland and, and all of them were gonna be combined? Yeah. Like Yeah, learn your learn your fucking history, J.O. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was silly. Um, also, I thought it was weird right off the bat that Edward, he had a queen that was, yeah, like the queen's dad was a douchebag and was trying to usurp him. I get that. But all of a sudden, like Yagafu was all, was his queen and, um, and they all, well, can I can can I? I don't want to embarrass Co- you, but can I ask a question? Me? Yeah. Oh, did she die? The other queen? <laughs> did you did you rewatch season five before? No, I did not rewatch season five. Did she yeah, die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you she did. Oh, how did? Yeah, she remember die? remember she she went on she went on the she went on a mission a mission or a pill she was on her way to a she snuck onto a pilgrimage with a uh, visionary. Oh yeah, that's and they right. got, she got and. Yeah, and the fa- yeah the father had a plot for ah, his men to kill the visionary to start a war, and the queen lied and said she was the visionary to protect her, and they hung her, and they hung her. That's what caused everything in season five. Then Heston found the body, and then the father started the war. He blamed it on Sigtrieger. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it was still weird though that this, all of us. What, what time? What time is it? 
Uh, I don't know, but here's I think it's, the, uh, here, I, think it's I think it's amateur hour. Here's bitch. the other thing that was weird. Oh, you know what? Calm down. <laughs> here's the other. Here's the other thing that was that was weird though. That was like as soon as King Edward died, she automatically had to get into exile, and like think of how much um, uh, Liza Butterworth stayed like ha- had stranglehold on the power. Yeah. Like after Alfred, like she stayed relevant for a long ass time, uh, and Yagafu yeah. just had to like run to Uhtred like automatically. That was a little bit weird, I thought. But I guess Fair. I guess I could I guess I could see that though if if all of a sudden Ethelstan, who is getting um, well, it, it really well the whole line of Alfred breaks once in theory is now broken once Edward dies. Like the true line because um, the daughter's dead. Now his son is dead. I, I, this, and this will be one of my critiques. What happened to Eliza Butterworth? No idea. So it seems like the, the Alfred line and probably some of the allegiances that they have are gone, are completely gone now. So now you have this up in the air. Well, we have a bastard over here. We have the, we have the, the true born heir over here. There's well, another. There's another trueborn technically true, over here. What do you mean by Alfred? meaning that? Well, well, because Ethelstan. Well, one's Ethelstan's a bastard. That's true, but he is a male heir. But he's a bad. Yeah, but he's right. But you know how that worked. Like he's a bastard. So like, 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 baby monk was the son of Alfred, and he he sure as hell didn't uh, take over the crown. You know what I'm saying? Um, So you had you had like the the pure line of Alfred where there were loyalties is now gone. Yeah. So I, that didn't, I, yeah, I get it. It's yeah. Like keep going, keep going. Well, actually, but he wasn't, he wasn't really a bastard. Cause if you think about it, he was because a bastard. I, I, no, I'm going to school you. He married that girl. And then they said that, that, that marriage didn't count. That was, you can't Did he marry her? Did they actually get married? In, in secret. And he said, you can't you can't marry out of love. That's ridiculous. And he's like, he's like, no, I married her. Like, it's okay. And they're like, no, that didn't count. And then they had her thrown in the nunnery. So there. What hour is this? Amateur, Amateur hour. hour. I missed that. Uh, I must have forgot. That. Was, did a priest actually marry them? He Yes. In, but okay. it was in, in, oh, in, right. in secret. Yeah, I know that they sent her to the nunnery. And then Edward, the kid was hit. The kid was hidden, and anytime he was asked his name, I'm not allowed to say. Yeah, Edward. Edward. Uh, okay, I didn't know that. I didn't think that a priest married them. So, Edward okay. said all right, that. you got me. Yeah. You got me. You got me. So even though in formality, but in technicality. Yeah. For all right, fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, I, I, the the other thing I wanted to address the elephant in the room uh, of was. Ethelstan actually gay or was just was this like wokeness gone amok so I researched it a little bit 10, <laughs> ten minutes of internet research half ass oh we're, we're totally ripping off Ben's or Bill Simmons podcast <laughs> did half-ass. Bill Simmons talk about this the rewatch one of the categories in the rewatchables is half ass internet research why everything does I don't even listen to that podcast. I know I'm kidding I'm, I'm kidding. not Go ripping ahead. off of anybody what is what is what is your uh, what, what what is it? Why don't you? Is is are you Bill Simmons? Uh, Ingles Ingles murder to his to 
to his uh, Ethel stand? Or are you having that type of relationship with Bill Simmons? Because that's all you talk about about the Bill Simmons podcast. Is I like you, the you, I like the money pit. Uh, I don't care about that. <laughs> anyway, so what did you find out? Ethel Stan actually gay. Um, the writer Bernard Cornwall, the writer of, of these books. He said that when he read the history of it, Ethel Stan didn't have a, a queen, didn't have any heirs, and he wore coins in his hair, which he thought was weird. So he said, look, it's extremely flimsy. I don't have any real evidence. I okay. just thought it would make it interesting. And so they worked they worked that into the last scene too, about not taking not taking a wife and, and having the, an heir. Okay. The uh, the showrunner who took over in season four, I want to say her name was um, Mary Hillier. Was it Mary Hillier? It, it is a it is a female. I know that much. I think it was uh, her last name's Hillier. I forget her first name. Okay. Um, she was a little bit more indignant in in the interview. She was she was like, oh. I mean, why would you want to make all the characters the same? And why why is it so important? It's not about being inclusive. It's you know, why would you want all the characters to be homogenous and be all the same? Can't you have a little bit of creativity? Like why 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 do you want? And it's just like, uh, lady, we're it's not we're it's not worried about like having all the characters be the same. It's worrying about just having it be historically accurate. Since we're putting so much emphasis on the history. Yeah. And so then reading just the wiki page and whatever articles I could find real quick about the actual Ethelstan, the first king of, of England, uh, the guy was very pious and religious. He established a lot of churches. He collected a lot of saints' relics. He would stop off at a lot of shrines to pray. And he was more focused on... Uh, creating laws, like centralizing the government and creating laws that could be applicable across all of England and could be replicated across all of England because before it was all so broken up that he wanted to centralize the laws, put the laws in the common tongue so that everybody could apply them across all of England. And he married off all of his sisters strategically for alliances. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I'm kind of thinking, all right, well, he's a pious guy who was worried about alliances. So maybe that's why he didn't take a queen because he just didn't want to, like, piss somebody off by marrying the wrong one. Hmm. But, you know, history doesn't say if he was gay or not. It, I just kind of find it as a stretch. So I, you, I guess you could say that they took creative liberties it's probably not accurate if, like, I got to say, like, 1,200 years from now, people question if I was gay, I'd be kind of annoyed. <laughs> oh, he was really religious and didn't, didn't yeah, have that, any kids. Maybe he was gay. <laughs> that, yeah, that part didn't add up, but yeah. So. Um, but the way they did it, I, I liked how, because Ethel Stan's brother does end up taking the throne since there weren't other heirs. So the way they tied that in was good. Yeah, made made a little bit of sense the way mm -hmm. they tied it in. But you know, it's kind of like, all right, did they really just wokeify a historical thing? And the answer is kind of. 
A little yeah. bit. Maybe, maybe. Kind yeah. of maybe. Probably maybe kind of, but ish? maybe not. Is there an ish on there? Yeah, this is this is a big ish episode. A big ish, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh that being said, which also is a key phrase of mine. <sighs> I was Jesus. You missed my eye roll. Keep going though. Um I mean I I will say that from a movie perspective, there were so many new characters and I just didn't care. Like the Danes didn't care. Like we didn't even remember their name and we just watched the movie. You watched the movie three times. <laughs> three times, God's can't sake. remember his name. Yeah, uh, it was I... like the the plot was it was good. It was a, it just felt a little rushed. Like the It was like it was it was it was true to like the Last Kingdom show. It was almost I saw I saw an article that said the Last Kingdom movie was true was true to the series. It was good. Would have rather had a sixth season. Yeah, exactly. Would have rather Which had is a fair. Season. And my point is it seems like my and so here, let me let me give a quick real quick to I, I gave you I gave you the IMDB synopsis, but let me give you a little bit of the cliff note. So Ethelstan eventually uh he gets coronated king after he kills uh his stepbrother who I don't know how he got out of the prison of Bebenburg because that's yeah, his half brother. Um, yeah, I don't know how he was imprisoned in Bebenburg. I thought at the end of season five, so I guess he gets out uh, and he's hanging out in Mercia. Uh, Uhtred and those guys are still in. Or they're still in he all got out like cheese. Yeah, they're cheese. still. They're, <laughs> yeah, I got out. He got out. <laughs> Great reference. Um, he got out. Yeah, so he gets out, and Uhtred and those uh, Uhtred, Finn, and Citric are in, still in full. We got to protect Ethelstan mode. And they they help him get take take Mercia, and then are um, stunned that then Ethelstan kills the half brother in cold blood under the influence of um, who he thinks is a confidant, a priest, but is really a Dane spy. Um, and the whole you know a good hour of the movie is just Ethelstan basically killing the, his closest his closest friends and advisors because. The the Dane spy has poisoned his mind that they're all trying to take the crown from him versus helping him. Uh, and Uhtred, obviously, because Uhtred's Uhtred, uh, he he figures this out at first when they they run a plot to they capture this guy because you know they they get the word from um, Alfred's daughter's uh, protector who had like the crush on her. I forget his name. He tipped Uhtred off to get to get back to Bevenburg because they were gonna try to kill him, and then he unfortunately got hung for his troubles. Um, and then the guy wants to, as they're you know, he thinks he's gonna die, and he's like calling for his weapon, which is the you know from watching the series, you know that's how these that's how the Danes go to Valhalla. They have to die with the weapon. Oh, that was a sweet scene. And Uhtred play like Uhtred's always he's always next level. By, he's, by the way, were you talking about Aldhelm? Aldhelm, yeah, I always forget his name. Aldhelm, yeah, who gets hung, unfortunately, and dies. Um, yeah, and so Uhtred catches on. He's like, "Oh, you still, uh, you still practice, you, you still practice, still be- you uh, still believe in the gods." Yeah, in my gods. So, um, so that, yeah, and then eventually, they he figures out a way to get Uhtred out of Beppenburg. He then t- they take over Beppenburg, uh, 
you know, some people die, some things happen, <laughs> and they have the big war of I've damn it, I was gonna write this down. What was the what was the battle? The big battle at the uh, end? Behanberg or something. Which something is like which is which is it is in fact the 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 battle that united yes. actually did unite England. So that is factually correct. Uhtred being there is up for debate. Not really, not really. He was around two hundred years later, but. Um, after Uhtred ex- finally exposes uh, the Dane spy, um, and Ethelstan realizes he got played, um, he got played and poked. If you get my drift, um, yeah, they have got, one got, last got played with. All right, yeah, <laughs> uh, one last Uhtred brilliant Dane scheme for strategy and war, and uh, England wins, and Uhtred fi- Uhtred finally after. And this is my own fault. I joked with you about. Um, in season five, like when when the the fight with Sigtrieger is happening, and um, and and the uh, Edward's father in law's army, I'm like, man, how many war, how many battles can Uhtred just walk around aimlessly, screaming out people's names, and not just catch a stray? Like at no point is he ever catching a stray arrow. Is he just getting nicked by a sword? And man, he just gets fucking nicked and tucked and strayed. All over the place in this battle, and trying to get to Ethelstan, which to me was like sliced, and that was my only hope and dream, really hope and dream. Last week, I was like, I just want Uther to die in a badass way, and that just was not it. Um, turns really? out he didn't. Turns out he didn't die at that moment in time, and we'll get into the ending. But that's kind of the long short of it. Um, my here's my kind of thing. Uh, I agree, it, it was rushed, which to me there was a lot of care. A lot of characters were that from season five that were not in the movie and were not even referenced. So like, Uhtred's daughter Stora, 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 Stora. Like she's not <laughs> that in it. Just pierced in my head. It's so weird because she's not in it or referenced. The son, the baby, or his son is who's apparently a scholar in Rome now. But like, the daughter's not even mentioned in it, which makes no sense. Um, Finn, Finn's children are nowhere to be found. Only his wife. Um, Good point. Eliza Butterworth, the queen, who like, Ails with. you know, she got she got she got her ocean view room at the end of season five. No reference. Um, kind of weird that like, why like that none of these people are in the movie. Like maybe they had scheduling conflicts, but it felt like it felt like it was like all right, like we gotta we gotta we gotta. They, they listen. I listened to um, a podcast that Alexander Draymond was on. Um, this week more about men's health, like mental health than anything. It wasn't really about the movie. And he did mention a few times how they really do not have a very big budget for this entire, for this whole project. Um, so maybe that was it, but that seemed weird. And even like the queen, like, uh, Edwards, Edwards queen played by a completely different actress from season five, which is like, are these, and so was, so was Uhtred's Wait, son. She was, yeah, that was not the same woman. No way. Really? Definitely. Yeah. a hundred percent. No. Oh, wow. And Osper, like uh, Uhtred's son, not played by the same guy who was walking up the the beach with Hill uh, Hild at the end of season five. Oh, I, 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 that was such a quick thing. I wouldn't have even. So that remind that why well, I just watched it. So I, I'll give you the pass for that. But like, so that raises one of two questions. One: Are these people just such bad? Were those two just such bad actors and slash actresses that they couldn't handle like eight lines of dialogue from the movie? Or like, did they just have scheduling conflicts that they couldn't they couldn't film these scenes? 
Because I'm just like, why would they recast these people? It's not like it's not like Edward's wife had some big emotional like scene that they were like, ah, oh, this this she can't pull this off. And Ushred's son even less. I was like, why are these different actors and actresses? Um, Hild wasn't in it, which is disappointing. Uh, like, I, I just yeah, didn't get why these like why these people weren't in it. Um, and I guess I was like, even like the you know Uchra, those guys getting. Those guys getting tricked into that, getting tricked out of Bevenberg didn't make a ton of sense. It was all just rushed. It was rushed, but I, I still really enjoyed it. Um, again, I, I thought it, it at least stayed true to the, again, to the series. Um, they did a good job. Uchard loses his sword in the beginning. It's supposed to show his age that, yeah, like, listen, I guess, even oh, yeah, though he Edith, had. Edith, that was the girl. Yeah, Edith. Even though even though Uhtred ha- even though Uhtred hasn't hasn't aged in thirty years, like you know he's a uh, he's he got a little weak there and the sword went away. Um, and him getting it back was funny. Uh, I'll I'll exchange I'll exchange this 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 new sword for that sword, and by exchange, I'm taking this and you're taking this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess the biggest thing was the end. So at the end, um, they I thought he died in battle. I, it's amazing that he survived that. Um. But they go back to Bevenber. Finnan and Citric find him, uh, and you know he's—they're praying for him, and all everyone that's left, um, Finnan, Citric, uh, Ethelstan, Ethelstan's half half brother, the the queen, yeah, and right. that wasn't—that was not the same actress. I didn't believe you. Oh yeah, no, it totally was, dude. Uh, well, I just and I just watched five, so like that's that's why it's fresh. I probably wouldn't have noticed otherwise. Okay. Um, and they're at the Uhtred. Uhtred gets wakes up, walks has enough strength. He walks to the table, and he eventually, um, he he ta- he bends the knee. I don't know. I don't know what they call it, but in Game of Thrones, it's bend the knee. But he he bends the Takes, knee. He swears the oath. Yeah. He swears the oath in his lands to Ethelstan to unite England under the condition that he won't take a wife or have any children so that if once he, once he dies, the brother can take, yeah, there's no contention. on. There's no contentious to take, to take over, which he agrees to. And he gets up and he, you know, Uchre is just great. He's like, do not mourn for me. It was always my fight. It was always my fate to die in battle. And Finning gives a, don't worry. You're not going to die, Lord. I'm going to go first. So you're going to find. And then you hear some commotion and behind him, you see him, you see him open the doors and Aragorn op- style, yeah, Aragorn style. And as he opens opens a door, it's it's a it's a peek into Valhalla, uh, where there's a number of of of, of old characters in there: Brida, uh, Ragnar Ragnarsson Senior, uh, uh, Heston. I forget the big ball guy that eventually yeah, died. Yeah, I battle. forget his name too. It was that like it was dude. like Steel or like oh, it was something nuts. Um, and and really and then Uhtred's looking in, then he looks back and he's starting to fade a little bit, but he still sees um everyone that's at his table. And it ends with him in a hallway, halfway between the two, under like uh I guess a, a candle chandelier, just Draymond doing a classic Uhtred, like like crying face, but not really crying. Just this fucking guy is awesome, man. Um and so you don't really know whether he lives or dies. It's ambi- you know, it's an ambiguous ending. Um, up for your interpretation. I didn't mind that, even though I usually hate that shit. Because like, it's like I usually hate it. As like well. Brock, like like Brock Meyer said, like like God damn you, Christopher Nolan. I don't. I just want to watch a movie. I don't want to have to solve a math problem. Um, <laughs> I I thought it was good because it really it's it's it it the whole point of this is that it was similar to that that ridiculous scene in in the Better Call Saul finale on the bus 
that's supposed to just give you where the the inmates are chanting like better call Saul and it's supposed to make you feel good that he's not in prison like getting the ship pushed in for cigarettes that yeah. he's gonna be okay this is like uh listen like whether he lived or died like you know Uhtred's okay because he's 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 gonna be satisfied he's got people that love him in in the living and the people that that he loves that have passed are waiting for him in Valhalla. So, um, and the way I, I like how Finn ended it on the narration where he's like the Chronicles, you know, did, did seven Kings die, die that day. The Chronicles don't speak to whether Uhtred did, which is true. Cause again, there's like a hundred Uhtreds. Um, he actually comes in 200 years after the fact. Um, so I like, I, I did not mind the ambiguous ending. The, the only, I, I, yeah, will, it, it, I, I will criticize one thing, but guys, you the, give your thoughts the, on the, the ending. A, no, just to add on to that real quick, the age of Uhtred was always suspect. Yeah. yeah that's why they, they didn't have the character age much. There was always a million Uhtreds. Um, and they, uh, there was, there was more Uhtreds and which you, which you noted and I mean, it. Like you said, it, it, whether that whether he lived or died, I mean, that the the history was already written, and Uhtred was not really in the Chronicles of England. He never was, and he even said at the end, "I do not." He's like, "You, know, you will be written in the Chronicles." I do not wish to be written in your Chronicles. Yeah, and it just it, so it was. If there ever was a time when a when a BS ending like that fit, it it was actually this. Yeah, one. it was like that. Yeah, it yeah agreed, hundred percent agree. Um, my only critique of the ending. So, love seeing Breed at the table. Ragnar Senior, awesome. Klappa, I looked it up. Yeah, that that was the, that was the the bad guy Dane in this, right? Oh no, oh no, the ball guy, the big ball guy, Klappa. ball guy, awesome. Uh, Heston, cool, cool, cool. Um, like, what's what's Baby Ragnar doing that he couldn't do a three second fucking cameo for this show? <laughs> like, he's not. I don't think he's in anything. Just CGI this, him in there. Yeah, like, bro, like, he couldn't show up. Um, uh, his wife, Gisela? What the hell is Gisela doing? Yeah, I can look it up. She was a heathen. Like, what was she doing? Um, you know, uh, Grandfather Ragnar said, like, I, I would have liked, liked to see a couple more Danes in there. Um, that Uhtred, were part of Uhtred's life, uh, that were in, that would have been in, uh, in Valhalla. I just like what are these people doing that they can't that they here right now like baby uh, I guess well I guess baby monk wasn't he wasn't a, a heathen so he wouldn't be there so uh, that that makes sense but like I'm just I was as I was watching it I was or even yeah like right like the the daughter like Ragnar Ragnar's like uh yeah like Ragnar senior's daughter like their sister like like what are the what are these people doing that they could they could they could just come back and maybe the show didn't want them to but yeah, even she, was, she hasn't been in that much who's that. Uh, Gizla, yeah, yeah. she she's been shit. Like yeah, a three did. second cameo. Like I guess I guess I guess the only logical explanations for that. I don't know where they film, but that the only logical explanation is that if they film in like you know New Zealand, you know, is Netflix paying for these people to come out to New Zealand so and put them up in a hotel? I for... will say I did a lot of research on uh, by a lot of research. I mean about ten minutes of internet research. Okay. On um, Eliza Buttersworth and Aylesworth. Um I, I fell for some clickbait, which took me down a rabbit hole, quite uh, frankly. Nice. Um, but she was actually working on another project. Yeah, she's filming a. It's. I think it's. It's just. It's a. It's a TV show that. God, she looks like she's gonna get it 
in that show, but it's only um, on Sky TV in London, which is unfortunate. And she, so well, she was working on that. They actually filmed in Budapest. And she okay. said with, with the pandemic and traveling and stuff, and when they were filming it, she just couldn't get, get there. So that's why okay. she said she couldn't be a part of it. So that's why she wasn't. Okay. So, I mean, at least that makes sense. And, like, again, like, what what role would she have even had in the movie outside of they probably would have killed her um, at some point? Um, but, yeah, like, the, that that just being yeah, to your point, like, they couldn't have CGI'd, like, the, the dates into this, this the Great Hall scene? The brothers? Like, yeah. Eric? Come on. I was, I was, I was disappointed because, like, of all the people that didn't make sense, like, Heston tried to kill Uhtred like seventy-five times. Like, what the hell? Like, he's the focal point yeah, of, was, of the table. He was super bad. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was my only critique of the ending. Where I was watching, I'm like, because I, I went back the second time and I'm pausing. I'm like, I had to have missed people, and I'm like, nope, nope, sure didn't, sure didn't miss them. Yeah. So, um, uh, but at overall, least... it's we we've had a lot of picking nits through through our discussion here. I feel like that being said, there it is again. That yeah. being said, uh, I I I did love it. I mean, yeah, like I said, it was it was true. Yeah, a- Alexander Draymond is just too good to have a bad anything to have a bad anything. It was the, he played that character awesome. so unbelievably, which I guess. You sent me something that they are rebooting this. I guess no, there. I think um, I think that the author are the author has. A, I don't. And again, I don't know the. You're gonna have to send me the books because I do want to attempt to read these. I guess like in the series of books, there's another storyline that they're gonna try to make another series off of, like the oh, okay. Winter King or something. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, it's not a reboot. It's just like, it's just a different. Um, it, it's just a different like tv series based on the books that he's writing which my half-ass internet research the writer of the books is actually a descendant of utrid like real like real life oh, yeah? utrid yeah which is what mo- which is what inspired like that's what inspired him to write about this he was doing all the family i think i read that he was doing all the family research and realized like holy crap this should be a book yeah yeah so um yeah, and Draymond again in the podcast I listened to, like it didn't even talk about any upcoming projects. Like I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's too it's good. Awesome. Yeah, he's so good, man. Like I just, uh, I, yeah, whatever. Um, um, all right. Well, speaking of him not doing anything, I did end up losing the internet poll that we sure did. Get your ass whoop. I mean, that was obvious. Melissa McBride. I mean, kudos to you. So I have Uhtred's speech here from season five, pleading with the Danes to join him. I, I was gonna try. I was gonna attempt to do it in Uhtred's voice. If if you're ready for this, do it. Okay. So setting the scene, he Stiora is about to run away with her crew, and, and Uhtred's trying to convince them not to run away and come help fight and retake Bebenberg. <clears throat> um, and she says something along the lines of, uh, you have suffered at the hands of Saxon kings. I know this. He says, I promise do this and the Danes will be rewarded. And she goes, you cannot promise me anything. And she, in Utra goes, she cannot. It is true. But I can. For I speak to you as a man who has lived among you. Your gods are my gods. I was born as a Saxon, but raised as a Dane. For years that divided me. 
but perhaps the gods have led us all here, for I will offer you a bargain. I ask you to fight now for me and for Northumbria, and if we take these lands, we will be taking them for Saxons and for Danes. Follow me, and all Danes will live in peace here. I swear this to you. Danes will not be hunted nor live in forests. You will have lands and homes. And I ask you not to do this for Saxons. Do it for what your forebears came here for. For the reason they risked their lives and crossed the seas to make a homeland. Follow me, and this I swear. You have my word as a Saxon and as a Dane. Yeah, yeah, Uhtred, we love you. Oh, please sleep with all of our <laughs> women again. Love that. That was it. Ah, <laughs> uh, sad to see it end. I hope I, ho I hope I lived up to the the whatever accent Uhtred was doing. Uh, a little rushed, and you weren't. You didn't. Uh, you didn't really enunciate, but that's okay. Um, Damn it! All right, yeah, I'll do it I'm again. <laughs> now nah, you're good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, again, sad to see it go. Uh, I because I just. I don't know that we'll ever see these. I mean, obviously, you're not going to see them together, but like, like Finnin, Citric, Uhtred, like who knows if these guys are even going to be in shows again? It's, you know, it's it's disappointing. That's a good point. It's not like Apple, like Apple TV. It seems they're, like they're going to go the way of Gina Davis. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Alex. That's that's the problem. Draymond's got too much like peck peck to ab ratio. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, man, that's right. That's my man, one point. Man bun to uh, skin shave. The only, uh, uh, you know, the only thing that this movie really m was missing outside again, just it was rushed a little bit in some of the characters. It was the only thing it was missing was a classic Rocky Four Uhtred training montage in like when when he's trying when, he, when after after you get the impression that after he loses his sword to a bunch of kids. Um, and now he's ready to fight the battle to unite England. Like just having him like cut down some trees and run some mountains with the da 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 da, -da would have been just fucking epic. So I think it was missing. Doing some like doing some one handed push ups. That would have been sweet. I uh, sure, if you say so. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't do an official two brew crew. Uh, Neither did I. Writing, but I I, I probably would have given it about a seven out of ten. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I think it's. I think that's fair. But you know, we go out of fifteen, right? Yeah, well, that's why I said it's not an official like two. So I'm just going seven out of ten. So out out of fifteen, it'd be like what, like ten? Mm. Basically, ten and a half. Yeah, I'll give it. A, I'll round up to eleven for Uhtred. Uhtred of Bevimba. Um, I guess Pulig didn't die. Oh, Pulig's been taking some. Uh, Pulig, yeah. Dude, that, that 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 dude's organs are fucked. Like between Breed stabbing him in the uh, in the abdominal <laughs> how are you like twice. Yeah, like, how 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 are you how, how are you? It's like it's like that scene from. Did you did you watch Pineapple Express? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That yeah, scene, yeah, that's, yeah. The, the, the scene at the diner. Like, how are you? They go to Red. How are you feel alive? You were shot like nine times. Yeah, it's like Pulig. Pulig somehow keeps like he's 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 still kicking. That makes you think that Uhtred actually lived, huh? Oh, I was gonna. Oh, that's the last thing. You think in for your own view? What's your take? Die, live or die? Valhalla. I think he lived. Huh? I think he lived. 
I mean, the fact that he after after twelve hours in the freezing cold and on the ground bleeding out, he didn't die, and then being able to actually like awake from whatever comatose state he had to have been in at that point to get up and walk to the table and do all that stuff, I I, I think I think he survived. I think the sepsis and the blood loss took. took yeah, over. they got they got healed. Even yeah, oh even 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 the redhead wasn't in it. That they like I said flirted. that. Yeah, even she wasn't in it, bro. Um, yeah. Um, Edith, I said that. Edith, yeah, 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 Edith. Um, yeah, I, I think he lived. I didn't realize Bevan, the Bevan Bear, the Bevan Burr Fortress was still around. We got a, we got one. Oh, you didn't we, know uh, that? I didn't know. I didn't oh, know yeah. that was. I didn't, I didn't know it was still around. Where, where is that exactly? See, I actually, I got it wrong. I thought it was right across the border in Scotland. It's actually like right on the English side of the border. I thought so, it was across in Scotland. But how possible? And I know you don't know because you've never been, but you know geography way better than I do. If we were to go to the UK for Fury Joshua, yeah, at Wembley, yeah, 100%. is it is it realistic that we could then go see Bevanburgh? A hundred percent, yeah. Because they got like those Easily. fast trains and shit, right? Yeah, okay. Dude, it doesn't even if they don't. I mean, it's it's. Not that big of a country. Well, it's, it's, well, it's like four countries in one country, so. But it's but it's all in England. It's all it's not. Yeah, all right. Well, that's in, why I didn't, that's why I didn't know. So that's why I was asking. Plus, uh, in, right. in Europe, you can you can pass from country to country in Europe like super easy. Yeah. So here's what we're gonna do. You ready to make a blood pact? Okay. If Fury and Joshua fight at Wembley Stadium, we are somehow gonna find a way to go. And we are gonna go and fucking. Headbutt some goddamn kangaroos in the castle of, in the fortress of Bevanburgh, like Uchi. Okay. All right. Blood pact on the air. There it is. Nothing. I nothing. don't even have a, an active. Um, You're gonna get passport? your passport. Yeah. You're gonna get your passport. I forgot my passport. I forgot. You forget my passport. your passport. You forget your passport. Um. All right. I like it. Well. This tight, this tight episode ended up once again, hour 40. Just too, it's too much fun. It's fun. We're aiming for fun. fun. Like, all right, let's just limit it to two topics and just keep it tight. I mean, we had, we had the epic, you know, the, the fight, the fight of the, of the decade. And we had the series of the decade, man. Yes, sir. Two Batman Barrel Lord Uhtred. God, what a line. <laughs> so good. So good. That, uh, all sure. right, true. On that note, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>